It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome once again to Top Stories to find out what was the biggest story in the world in a week in the past, uh, as long as that week in the past is since late 2007 when the Bugle podcast began. I am Andy Zaltzman. Syria's electronic army got the better of the West in May 2013 with the power of a single tweet. But on the upside, that did allow us to give Bugle issue 233 the title Baby Got Hack. Here I am with John Oliver. Top story this week, baby got hack. <laughs> uh, over, over the last week or so, there have been a series of high-profile computer hackings with responsibility claimed by the Syrian Electronic Army, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, is exactly the same name as that synth-pop band that you were in in the mid-1980s. That's right, John, yeah, if, yeah. If, if I remember rightly, you wore a fluorescent yellow headband and played the guitar in a <laughs> pair of... Tight blue stonewashed jeans that had the Syrian flag sewn onto the arse. I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up. <laughs> no, yes, certainly. The photos are out there somewhere. Definitely yeah, right. Out there somewhere. So the Syrian Electronic Army is a group which is said to have the tacit support of Bashar al-Assad, uh, although that could not be independently confirmed, mainly because Syria is still a total f***ing mess at the moment. I mean, an unremitting shit show. I'm talking about a catastrophe of the highest water. And... <laughs> Last week, uh, the SEA managed to hack into the Twitter account of the Associated Press and posted a message uh, that uh, two bombs had exploded at the White House, injuring Barack Obama. Then, 
All they had to do was just sit back and watch all hell break loose. The markets immediately, albeit momentarily, collapsed, temporarily wiping more than £90 billion from the US stock market. In the space of just three minutes, Andy, after the hack tweet was posted, the benchmark S&P 500 index, which most people have heard of and almost no one understands, <laughs> fell nearly 1%, briefly wiping out $136.5 billion of its value. I think the fact that all of that happened over a single tweet, Andy, should give us all a deep and lasting confidence in our financial system. <laughs> it's, it's somehow reassuring to know that the global financial system can be brought to its knees in less than 140 characters. It's, it's progress in a way. It's just the same kind of progress that Thelma and Louise made as they drove faster and faster towards the edge of a cliff. <laughs> well, then, of course, it bounced back, John. But was this due to people realising that the tweet was a fake? Or was it simply the prospect of a looming catastrophe? Because <laughs> three minutes, John, as we've discovered on this podcast, is about the market's standard minimum decency period after a tragedy of some kind before they think, well, there's no point crying over spilt blood. There's money to be made. It's what the dead would have wanted. And once again, it does raise the alarming realisation that the entire global economic system is not vulnerable so much to the threats of terrorism or natural disasters, uh, Mother Earth's own involuntary terrorism, if you will, the entire global economic system is vulnerable to a well-placed piece of bullshit, which raises the question, <laughs> how the f*** am I not a billionaire, John? What the f*** am I that's doing good, wrong? I should be working this game. That's a fair game. point. You're, that's a fair, you are uncut bullshit, Andy. Well, I guess you are distilled. Thing, I guess the thing is, the bullshit has to be believable. You're, you're right, fellas, it's not about the money, it's about the art. Point taken, it's also about the honeys. And some more perhaps. Yeah, and it's also about avoiding any sense of responsibility, reality, or genuine adulthood. I stand corrected, fellas. <laughs> Have some bacon. Hey, uh, lobsters don't eat bacon, honey. Uh, a, sec a security expert. It makes them kosher, John. It cancels it out. <laughs> if you feed a non-kosher animal with non-kosher food, it's a double negative. That becomes kosher. <laughs> take, take, any, any, take that up with God. Come any half-decent mathematician will tell you that. Take that up with God. He might just ask you to just spell yamaka. That's all. That's all he might. That's all he might require from you, Andy. The uh, a security expert explained why the financial freakout was so instantaneous, uh, saying high frequency trading bots are monitoring real-time news sources like press feeds and stock exchange notices. They then try to analyse whether the news is positive or negative. They'll automatically buy and sell stock accordingly. When the SEA hacked AP and posted the single fake tweet, trading bots saw crucial keywords from a highly authoritative source. Explosion, White House, Obama and injured, which was a strong sell. It took some minutes until human operators interceded and stopped the madness. There's so much to unpick from that sentence. <laughs> Andy. First, trading bots. There's nothing more, more bone-chillingly terrifying about the phrase, <laughs> is there? It turns out that trading bots, though, are actually a lot like human traders in that they both run on cocaine and prostitutes. <laughs> trading what? bots work hard. Trading bots play hard. <laughs> trading bots heading out tonight to sexually assault stripper bots. As you, as you think, a trading bot computer trip probably has exactly the same level of conscience as your average Wall Street trader anyway, Andy, <laughs> but at least has the integrity to physically have a steely metal heart. Do you know, if, uh, if you uh, record the words trading bot and uh, make a little kind of old-style record out of them, 
and then just drag the needle backwards over it mm-hmm. on your record player. Yeah. It says the words, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> what? Also, the last line of that guy's answer is the most chilling there. It took some minutes until human operators interceded and stopped the madness. That's basically the movie logline for War of the Worlds, Andy. (laughs) I think uh, we need to uh, try and um, extract the positives from this, John, try and find some Mm -hmm. diamonds in the dung heap. And um, and I think, you know, we uh, we can work this to a more positive way. We just need to spread... The kind of rumours that can be relied upon to ensure that the markets skyrocket. You know, positive rumours rather than rumours like this of uh, of a death that could destabilise the entire uh, politics of the world. Maybe a leaked memo about how the chief financial officer of the international megabank, Snutterbuck and Vork, has just successfully grown a diamond tree in his garden that grows pure 3,000 carat ready-cut rocks as big as a man's ventricle by burying his jewellery-loving wife and fertilising her with decomposing banknotes left over from the Weimar Republic. By my calculation, that diamond tree would, uh, would be worth uh, up to $500 billion worth of market capitalisation, whatever mm-hmm. market capitalisation is. Uh, I think that's when the share price is so ridiculous they have to print it in capital letters. But um, <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think, you know, we can, we can work this, John. We just need to start, you know, start spreading lies. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, if the whole of economics is based on bullshit anyway, then you might as well try and fight the bad bullshit with the good bullshit. That's basically yeah. that was Jesus's message in uh, that's well modern again, terms. again again he'll just want you to spell yamaka Andy <laughs> that's that's all he's going to want to do uh, the the well, FBI you don't are of course spell it if it's on your head John <laughs> the the FBI are of course currently investigating could Abraham Lincoln it. spell stovepipe <laughs> could he f- <laughs> there's a there's a screen grab of the tweet online before it was taken down and you can see that it instantly had. 3,063 retweets and 144 favourites. Now, I don't want to tell the FBI how to do their job, Andy, but they may want to look, spend some time investigating the people behind those 144 favourites. Because if you are favouriting a tweet about the president getting hurt in an explosion at the White House, you may be a person of interest at some point in the future. How's that even an instinct to hearing one of the most potentially shocking pieces of news in your lifetime? Oh, what's that? Blast inside the White House, President Down, put me down for like. (laughs) Uh, And as it turned out, uh, that particular tweet was just a hacky hors d'oeuvre for a tasting menu of tap tweetery from the Syrian Electronic Army, leading to all news organisations this week being officially warned by Twitter to tighten their security. Uh, The Guardian newspaper in the UK was hit this week, inadvertently sending a hack tweet that read, follow the Syrian Electronic Army, follow the truth. Uh, but my favourite hacking uh, was uh, uh, was when, for some reason, the SEA decided to attack the BBC weather Twitter feed. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why they were a target, but I'm frankly glad they were. Here are just some of the messages they posted. The first one was, Edinburgh storm warning station decommissioned after maintenance fund diverted to Syrian opposition. OK, you know... <laughs> I get that one, Andy. You know, it's it's topical. It's got a bit of weather in there, too. <laughs> but from there, they seem to really settle into a rhythm. Another one was, earthquake warning for Qatar. Hamad bin Khalifa about to exit vehicle. Boom, Andy! <laughs> That's got everything they want. A criticism of Qatar, who they're angry with, another bit of weather, and a fat joke. Because, <laughs> to be fair, Andy, Sheikh Hamad bin Khalifa is of the larger persuasion. <laughs> That's why it works. Then... 
it just got downright weird. When BBC Weather tweeted, Saudi weather station down due to head-on collision with a camel. And at this point... <laughs> I think the SEA were just mainly having fun and enjoying the fact that for some reason they still hadn't been kicked off the server. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's basically the kind of thing that you would tweet, Andy, if you hacked into the BBC weather feed. If. That was another top story. Thank you for listening. More slices of satire from the past tomorrow. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.